Riley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I am Mandy. And I am Miley. And we are so, what's your adjective of the week? Ecstatic. Ecstatic that you're all here with us. Yeah. Woohoo! How's everything been going with you, Mandy? A week since we got back from vacation. I know. We're in full-on home mode. And I love home. I'm, I Like, I like being in my own bed and cooking. I terribly, terribly miss the beach, though. Like, and I'm not really a beach person, but I just really miss opening the fucking window every day and like coming out of bed and seeing the ocean and hearing the waves crashing. And I don't even care about hanging out on the beach. I really don't. But I I, I didn't used to. Maybe I do more now. I don't know. But I terribly miss the warm, like the little bit of humidity that they have and that ocean air. (laughs) We came home, we left for Phoenix or we left Phoenix and it was still like, in the 80s I mean 85 86 88 before Thanksgiving and went to Hawaii and it was gorgeous in the 70s the whole time came home and now it's winter and I'm freezing my ass off I know I turned the heat on last night I made it to officially December 12th because it was probably around midnight I turned the heat on after my event and uh yeah I made it to December 12th this year I think last year I was having a really hard time getting through November. I think it was colder earlier last year. So this year I made it to December 12th. Let the record show December 12th before I turn the heat on. It is currently set at 68 degrees heat. (laughs) Wow. I made it to Friday. So the 10th. Okay. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. I don't really keep track. I just turn it on whenever I get cold, but I can remember that specifically I turned it on on Friday night. I don't necessarily wait till I'm cold. I go, ooh, it's cold. It'll pass. (laughs) But I also run the oven all of the time. Oh, right. Things like I have the stove and the oven going a lot. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't really need the heat. But last night, we had the Phoenix Vegan Night Market. So we were out on the streets. And obviously, it wasn't super hot yesterday. It was maybe 70. And as soon as the sun goes down, it gets cold outside. And we were all pretty darn chilly by the end of the night. I mean, you it's hard to feel your hands. You're counting money, like giving people change. Your fingers are cold. It's hard to get the papers to separate. And, you know, by 10 p.m. standing on the street, you've been out there for a few hours. And it's, I was chilly. I got home, the hot, I turned on the hot tub out at the pool. And it was cold as hell so i don't do hot tubs need to run do you need to like run the bubbles constantly to get the the, tub itself to warm up does the heat turn on with the bubbles that's my question right so if it was if it was does anyone know the end yeah i'm pretty sure if the the water was cold then yes the heater needs to run for a while just like if you were to turn your heater on in your apartment or your condo or your house it still needs a kind of like a head start to kind of warm up the entire house or all the water it doesn't take very long because water heats up really quickly but you do Mm. you know you can't just get immediately and you'll probably need a good 10-15 minutes to allow it to heat up but i'm not a jacuzzi expert in the summertime the water was always warm and um i don't know i was out there a few weeks ago and the water was warm but I don't know. Late now it's cold. Almost like it doesn't work. So I'm going to go out there today in the afternoon, like yeah. straight up and turn the bubbles on a few times and just sit in the sun. And I don't know, I, I'll try to figure out if I have some work I can get done sitting out at the pool. Or just enjoy it. Yeah. Or just enjoy myself for a half an hour. But I'm going to go out there and run the 
jets a few times to see if it warms the water up or because if it doesn't I'm sure it will i'm sure the heater and the bubbles are all connected to if each it's other it's not i want to know because i want to tell the hoa that yeah hey you need to fix this pronto asap girl mm-hmm. has suddenly become addicted to her hot tub and she <laughs> wants it so yeah i finally turned the heat on because it was cold and the hot tub didn't work so i didn't get to get warmed up the way i anticipated and you know laying in bed alone it's not there's not a lot of heat. There's no heat being generated. It's just my popsicle little body that's been standing outside freezing under the covers. So killer night at the Phoenix Vegan Night Market. Um, I'm so proud of you. Sold out. You, you, oh, yeah. yeah. Sold out. Stephanie helped um, on Instagram. She, uh, yeah. Uh, she got a little at comfort with you food on, vegan. Oh, <laughs> and she got a little sassy, little handsy with me. On the Maybe I should post that. Yes, the, I have I the video. I'll post mm-hmm. it. I'll post mm-hmm. it on our Instagram. So if you're on Instagram at woman, get in, check those, check the reels. I'll post in a reel. Yeah, yeah. So it's a video. And please share. Yeah. Feel free. Enjoy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If we ever start a TikTok for the pod, did I start a TikTok for the pod? No, you started one for positive process to just get have, used to using TikTok. Yeah. And then I started another one for myself. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'll start you another not one. one for our pod. I'll yet. start one for the pod. That'll okay. be fun. TikTok, yay, yay! Okay, so you babysat last night though too. Oh goodness! I well, need, no, yeah, I okay. need to hear about babysitting because babysitting. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious! So well, this whole week has been really hard to adjust. I have had Hawaii withdrawals. Every single conversation, every single morning, every single thing reminds me of how I am not in Hawaii, and so basically, I need to hurry up and buy my place. Then. Yes, okay. please. And it's so rough, like you were saying. It's I, you know, you, we don't have to be on the beach, but just knowing that it's there or looking at the window and seeing there just, it gives me peace. <laughs> it gives me, it makes me calm and, and I miss my bird when I wake up. <laughs> Your bird. The first day we were there, she was like, that bird's loud. And then all of a that sudden she's won't like, shut up. I miss that loud ass bird. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and I miss being so warm. <laughs> Honestly, like we're in Phoenix. We have nothing to complain no. about for winter. But, it's but so- holy shit, you wake up in Hawaii and it's literally, I mean, you can wake up early yeah. and it's like 70 degrees mm-hmm. with by 9 a.m. It's about as hot yeah. as it's going to get all day. Oh, and I don't even mind. No. And the thing. Yeah. So it's just been it's been a rough it's been a rough transition back into real life for me. I have been extremely behind it, trying to catch up just work and then outside Same. of work stuff. And uh, yeah, so life is it's still in adjustment mode. I don't think I'm back to 100 percent, but I'm getting there. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, I know sadly. I'm about 82 percent like in yeah. the mode now. I'm yeah. Um, yeah and uh, and then I. I babysat for my friend uh, Christine last night. It's her birthday, and so her hubby took her out to dinner. And I, I like to volunteer and and babysit the kids once a month. It's just my way of getting you know getting to know them and uh, and so spending time with them and making sure they never forget their auntie. And so, <laughs> man, I, I think I babysat for them for about four or five hours. And the thing is, I love I love kids. I do, and I love playing with kids and. Pretty much I am a I'm a big kid and everything. It's so funny because my friend Christine and, and her husband will, will watch me when, you know, they're getting ready. I get there a little early and then I stay a little afterwards, too, to make sure they get to bed and stuff. And they just laugh at how much I'm just like their third child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the, I'm like a lot of people's third child, because when I'm around kids, I actually just 
become one of the kids. And so I'm watching Jurassic World and like the animated version. I'm wa- I'm watching Coco Lemon. I'm watching all these. And, and they, Coco they, Lemon? Yeah, it's a it's a little baby show. A little oh, kid okay. baby show. I know the movie Coco. Yeah, no, not that one. Okay. It's like this baby that sings. Okay. And, and anyway, yeah. So it's funny because they commented last night. They were watching me and they're like, that's so funny that all three of you laugh at the same time at the same thing when you guys are watching TV. <laughs> I didn't notice it. I was just laughing because it was funny. <laughs> so oh apparently I have the, I have the same humor as a six-year-old and a two-year-old <laughs> but I mean it is a lot of work though I am I do not have the energy or the body of a six or two-year-old because they just keep they keep wanting to be me to play monsters with them and so like I'll chase them and chase them and and roar and, and like show them your good them place and, and bite their uh, uh, the Quiet Place monster. Oh, that's it. The Quiet um, Place. I, I I channel some of that monster <laughs> because uh, they love it. Like I put up my hands and then like I sometimes I close my eyes and I pretend like I can't see them and then I roar for them and then I and I bite their their leg and then and then they, they yeah it's it's a lot of fun. Oh uh, but imagine doing that for four hours straight. I know. So oh, earlier you were like, my God. I can't do this as long as they want me to. They want me to do this forever. And I was thinking. How long was she there? And then she immediately goes, four hours. <laughs> That's a long time. That's to a play? really long time. Well, it's because I'm chasing them. And then we play hide and seek. And then we play board games. And then they're hungry. And then they're thirsty. And then we play some more. And then they want to watch a TV. But then they they only have an attention span of like, two minutes and they're off to the next thing and then there's this little monkey child the two-year-old he's climbing over everything and he like if we're sitting on the couch he wraps his entire body all over me and then like he you know and then the 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 six-year-old i mean he he like if i want to hug him he doesn't want to hug me or like if i try to reach for him you know he will be like oh gross get off of me and then when i ignore him he's like i want your attention so and wait my are these both boys yes okay i thought it was a boy and a girl for <laughs> no. some reason okay two my, boys my, that's a lot. my cousin has a girl and a boy so i play monsters with them too but they're older they're 10 and 6 so we color we play strategy board Puzzles, games yeah yeah so it's much you know and we have like conversations like deep conversations about sure deep yeah <laughs> deeper <laughs> than my two and <laughs> my two and six-year-old but uh and uh two a two-minute attention span yes. sounds about right yes. and so it's like constantly changing you're like yes. we're doing this for 10 minutes we're doing this for 10 minutes yeah. and if you can get them to focus on one task for a little while so and you know tv and movies is it's easy to understand how people can be like let's turn on a movie right because uh you'll sit still for maybe 30 minutes. For maybe, maybe 30 minutes. Or you'll stop crying. At least a six-year-old yes. would. Yeah. Well, no, actually, this is more the two-year-old. The six-year-old, oh. I think he's seven now. He's between six or seven. But he actually was very helpful last night. He was a turd and he was helpful. In the moments of his, when his little brother, when I couldn't, because his little brother's two years old and he's still in that phase where he can't he's really talk. But he understands when you talk to him. And when he's trying to get your attention, he struggles He and he can't communicate he starts to cry so he'll be like he'll be like and i'm like i don't know what you need like do you need the i'll point to stuff and he's like you know and i'm like dude what do you need and then his brother i'll be like dude i need your help 
what is your brother telling me? Like, what does your brother need? And then he'll start listing out a bunch of things and then we'll finally find out which one because he'll finally put his hands up and grab whatever he needs or he'll like nod his head. And then I so their big brother knows like the 35 <laughs> things that might <laughs> yes. soothe the two year old. So he's he's really, really helpful uh, with that. But then he, you know, I need to get better at discipline because oh, we this were is surprising. We, <laughs> And I know that maybe, you know, this is something I got to work on. Maybe I need to babysit more so I can discipline more. But we we were eating and he finished his, what was it, dumplings. And there was a dumpling sauce that he, he really liked, but there was no more dumplings. So he he started like pouring it into his mouth, like teasing me with it. And I was like, dude, don't do that. Do not do that. And I used, you know, the firm voice and I was like, put it down. Do not do that. And he slowly push it, put, puts it up to his lip. Like still going. Yes, he still goes. And he's looking at me. He's staring, like making eye contact, firm eye contact with Ooh. me as I'm telling him, like, do not put that in your mouth. And he gets closer and closer. Is this a two-year-old? No, this is a six-year-old. Six-year-old. Six, seven-year-old. Okay. And then he does it. And I'm like, dude, put it down right now. Go to the corner. <laughs> And I have no idea. I need to talk to his mom about what she does to discipline him. Well, I that's the only well in the in the moment that's the only thing that came to my mind because I don't discipline very. I don't I don't know how to discipline. You got put in the corner. (laughs) No, I got I got spanked with the broom. (laughs) A broom. Yes. Ow. Scratchy. Yeah. Where does this corner thing come from? I mean time out like i don't yeah. like i'm thinking time Is out i have no thing? idea that's what i'm saying i don't I, know I'm not around kids. Right. i don't know either. exactly so i need to have a conversation with his mother before the next time i babysit because i need to figure out what does she do to like to discipline him when he does something that he's not supposed to so i can stay consistent right i don't want to be disciplining him differently than yeah. the one she does and and i imagine that's what when you're co-parenting or when you have you know when there's two parents you should probably be checking in with each other i don't know i've never been a parent Mm-mm. but i think <laughs> I don't know face, <laughs> but I should probably check in with her and learn how to like how she disciplines him and use some of those tools and strategies. So that's babysitting. Yeah, I, I probably that's interesting. I think I probably would have just reached out and taken it out of his hand. It's just my style. I'm like, no, we don't do that. That's for everyone. Mm. And I just take it away from you. Well, eventually I did. When he set it down, I moved it away from him. Yeah. I was just thinking what I would do if yeah. somebody was And maybe that's like, the thing. No, I, we're not doing that. That's for everyone. And I would just yeah. take that and put it down. <laughs> and I think that, you know, like, I, I don't play chicken with little kids. Right. I think, feel like that was like a oh. game of chicken between him and you. He was like, he was playing chicken with you. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't get the memo. I'll play chicken. I'm the fucking boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I need to work. You on get this. maybe like one verbal chance and then I'll just be like, no. I started using I started using counting. So like he kept Ooh, wanting to take. Oh, no, actually it works with him. Really? Well, he would he would go to the Christmas tree and take a present from the Christmas tree. I feel like that's Christmas the same tree. thing, though. That's like playing yeah. chicken with kids. Well, I guess not. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he would say he would pick it up and then I'd be like, dude, put it down. You have three seconds. And I'd go three, two. And then he put it right back. So the counting thing apparently works it's with him. It's challenging. So his, his age, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, my my weekend so far. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. And then I volunteered. We did uh, Arizona Mission of Mercy and we helped oh, a bunch. Man. I'm glad that I showed up. They were really short dentists. And so I, I showed up and I worked with, um, I, I was working on three or four chairs because I had different uh, different uh, assistants and multiple mm-hmm. assistants and uh, FDES, which, is, which are expanded function dental assistants. Oh, yeah. So I could 
take out a cavity and then they would fill the tooth so that I could go to the next chair and take out another cavity or take out a tooth. And then the ex, uh, the ex, the expanded function dental assistant would then go and fill. And then I just go back and, and adjust, check, and, adjust check. and check everything. So I was able to work cool. really quickly and, uh, and nice. get a lot more people done or taken care of. I think, I mean, on average, I mean, this is the ninth year we've done this mission of mercy event. On average, we reach about 17 to 1800 people where we're oh. providing over $2 million worth of dental care at no charge to people who are homeless, low income, no income. Yeah. Veterans, people who are underserved. I mean, these people are waiting in line all day and all night yeah. in the cold. I mean, this event happens every December. So they're standing in line on the street in the cold. So, yeah. I mean, if there's a place to stand in line in December outside, it's Phoenix or L.A. or Hawaii. But Hawaii. I mean, yeah, it could be worse. But yeah, yeah. it gets cold out there. Mm -hmm. So but that was really nice, too. That's so that cool. was my weekend so good far. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Giving back. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's nice. I believe we talk about this in an upcoming episode that people will hear soon that is all about Dr. Miley. Miley. Yes. In general. <laughs> and her doctoriness. Mm -hmm. And we'll have an episode on Mandy, too. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we talk about your dental. Yeah. Uh, how you got there. Which leads me into what we're chatting about today. For sure. Today we will be speaking on resiliency, which is one of our favorite R words. Do we have any other R words? <laughs> I was like, we have favorite R words. <laughs> it is the R word. It yeah. is the R word for us then. <laughs> it's definitely a word that I, yeah, I I like a lot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we are spending a whole episode on resiliency. I hope that it uh, resonates with our listeners. Yeah, I think this is a great episode. I think people are really going to enjoy it. And um, hopefully it changes your thoughts a little bit around how you perceive strong versus determined versus success and failure. Ooh, I like how you said that. Cool, cool. Well, we hope your earballs enjoy this episode. I love you stole my earballs word. I stole both of your words, enjoy and earballs. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Why am I even here? Love you. <laughs> uh, enjoy, friends. Hello. We are here today talking about resiliency. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. This is such a beautiful word. You actually introduced me to this word. Oh, I want to say a few years ago, but mostly last year when we were recording one of our episodes in season one. Okay. You had mentioned and it stayed with me when you said this, but you said like a lot of people say that I'm strong, but I prefer the word resiliency. And that's when I really appreciated that word a lot more when you had said that. And that's why like verbatim, it stays with me like verbatim. You said, you know, like a lot of people say that I'm strong, but I prefer the word resiliency. And it, those words have echoed in my mind ever since you said that because it, I can relate to that. And it's something that I strive to. And ever since then, it's just been a really good word, like a, a hot word in my life. And so mm -hmm. thank you for that. And I'm super excited that we're talking about it today. Oh, thank you, yeah. Miley. I think I'm, I'm never upset when somebody says no, they perceive me as yeah. strong. I just think that's, a, that's the way they're perceiving it. Like I have resiliency I am resilient and I think they just see oh you're so strong and it's like well let me tell you all the things I did to become what you're seeing but I also think the way I learned it from you is that strong is being strong in the moment mm -hmm. but resiliency is 
what happens after that moment. Yes. And and that's why I really, really love that word since you introduced me to it. It's a great word. So what... what yeah, what does it mean? What is resiliency? Yeah. I think I found something like this. Like I took this from like the uh, psychiatric... The American Psychiatric Association? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> ABA. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but I was like, is that right? It's the ability to adapt in the face of adversity, trauma, stress, tragedy. Mm. So I think of resiliency as we can make plans and we can plan, you know, we can plan everything out. You can go ahead and plan every minute of your day mm -hmm. or your week mm -hmm. or your month or your year. And, but life has a way of handing you the unexpected yeah. and it's being able to be flexible building up your resiliency muscles will keep you in the game keep that forward more momentum keep you from getting stuck or not even getting stuck but not staying stuck because yeah. sometimes we get stuck and you just end up stuck but keep you from staying stuck when you have that resiliency being flexible being adaptable and at the end of the day it will set you apart from people who haven't honed those skills people who haven't worked on that and resiliency to me is really interesting because it's not something that's it's not always just something you're born with it's sort of a skill set you that anyone can really learn if you have the tools and are like guided in the right way so i was going to ask you about that because sometimes you wonder how you know you see someone who is resilient and you wonder how do they become resilient? What kinds of things had to have taken place, whether it's events, tragedies, mm -hmm. you know, stress, like, but there must be other things that, that have helped that person build those skills. And so I hope we get to talk about that today. Yeah, most, most people who have resiliency and have built this skill are people who've experienced great amounts of emotional distress. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's become the way that they've yeah. learned to best recover oh, okay. from like difficult events. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, like emotion or that, that, um, that psychological strength mm -hmm. is definitely a big component of that. And you had said earlier about um, being able to uh, r respond to mm -hmm. tragedy or stress. And so like, a mental response, I guess. And how do you build that strength? Mm -hmm. I guess is really important. But I guess you have to be presented with events or situations yeah. in life. And then you also have to have the resources, like you said, like guidance. Yeah. And practice. Practice. So lucky for me, I've been handed a whole lot of difficult <laughs> events. <laughs> so in today's day, when people see me maybe recovering or moving past hiccups rather swiftly yeah I was just gonna say yeah it's because I've had a lot of practice, practice. with shit things <laughs> getting in my way I also think that there's another ingredient that has helped you recover swiftly as well and I and I don't know how to say it but I wonder if there has to do with some kind of like a positive spin on it because there are people mm. who are given shit situations yeah and they don't respond as swiftly in a positive way and i just say positive because i can't think of another word for it but there yeah. are people who are given shit situations and they don't they end up in a different place 
That's true. I think some of that is innate within me. Mm-hmm. I think having a preset disposition that, okay, well, I just, I have a lot of like, all right, well, that's that. What's the good in this? Like, there's yeah. always something good that comes out of something. I I can't really recall when I adapted the ability to say, what am I learning here? Like, what's my lesson here? But I know that became a thing somewhere yeah. in young adulthood for me. I meant to learn something from this. Okay, thank you for the lesson. Moving on. So this, it's, it's a mindset. And it I is. Wonder, is that a mindset that, you know, can be learned during, you know, if, if we were going to call the lesson as in like the lesson is building resiliency. Resiliency? Did I say resiliency? <laughs> Oopsie. I don't know. <laughs> um, the, the lesson is learning resiliency. <laughs> is part of that also learning how to have this mindset so that it helps you yeah. get in the right direction of utilizing resiliency as a strength as opposed to reacting maybe that's what it is Mm. reacting versus you know responding versus like reacting right yeah I love the comparison of reacting versus responding yeah because I almost think that if you're given shit situations you could just you could go one way and uh and just always be reacting and that could be a negative thing but maybe Mm. for you I feel like the the when I think of the word positive because that's what I've said before like it's actually like it's not that you are reacting to situations. It's that when now that you're you're prepared so that now that you do face anything that is a tragedy or a stress in your life, you're responding to it in a healthy way, yes. in a way that's going to help you moving forward and not to move backwards or to stay stagnant or to stay in, in a situation that's yeah. not good for you. I want to be really careful around positivity because like... I know, that's why I didn't want to use that word. I but. get it. But like there, there's there's something good in everything. And like it's not like a terrible situation happens and you don't look at it and go, well, let me find the good that this person died. Like yeah, yeah. there's not always something good in like every single thing. But like a lot of stuff that life puts your way, there's something to come of it. And it's yeah. just the ability to look at that and find what it is. And it's not about toxic positivity. It's not about refusing to feel when bad things are happening it's just a determination that you don't want to sit forever yes in the bad or the sad or whatever you I don't want to label them bad but like you're not willing to sit forever in difficult emotions like you can let them pass I might have a good example of this but what came to my mind was when my dad passed away Mm -hmm. that's a that's a tragedy it's pretty big Um, thing and you know and and I love my mom but she sat in a really lonely, dark place for years. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, you know, me watching that made me like, it taught me that I don't want to live or sit in a, in a dark place. And, and it taught me that like my dad wouldn't want me to either. And that I also need to take responsibility of my life and not let something like a tragedy like that cause me to not value my own life. Mm-hmm. And so like, while that's not a, positive outlook thing but the thing is like it's teaching me to appreciate or it's teaching me to be grateful it's teaching me to not take advantage of my or you know to take advantage of my life or you know to take for granted my life yeah that's a great example of resiliency and I think maybe witnessing how your mom wasn't so resilient was something that you were like I like that you said that you're like I don't want that I think a lot of us have parents that maybe have set examples that were like, 
I don't want that. Like, I really appreciate these examples of how they handled money, how they didn't handle money, mm-hmm. how they handle relationships, whether it's good or bad. And it's like, you can look at those things and you can decide what you want for you. Like, just because this is the example you've been given doesn't mean that it's always yours. And you can step back and look and go, is that what I want? And if not, like, what are the steps I need to take to get what I want? With resiliency, like, what does that look like? What are some ways we can go about obtaining or becoming more resilient? Mm -hmm. A person I love to listen to is Cy Wakeman, and her name Mm -hmm. is spelled C-Y, Cy Wakeman. And she she talks a lot about resiliency in the workplace. She's really kind of like an HR, but she has a, a psychology background, but she's really in like this HR part of the that she's just in that atmosphere and redirecting energy in the workplace. And so a lot of her talks around resiliency are kind of staying in tune with change because as if anyone who's ever been part of like a bigger group, a bigger organization, a bigger company, you know that lots of changes happen. Lots of changes happen rapidly. Sometimes the higher ups are making choices and changes that affect everyone and it's not always like a big group discussion and you just have to be ready to kind of roll with the punches and if you're not you're very you're hurt you're offended Mm -hmm. you can be in a place that just gets on this pity party like what was me corporate's always doing this like this is terrible this doesn't work this way you just get really stuck in this negative mindset but if you can build up and if you can really just be prepared lots of things like it's kind of like fire drills there's a reason we do fire drills it's so that we're not panicking and running up the stairs when the fire alarm goes off like everyone has they know what to do it's a muscle memory Mm -hmm. it's when the fire alarm goes off grab your purse lock your office door get out of the building you have a safe like a place far away from the building where you're supposed to go and gather and then you wait for an all clear text it's like being prepared you can't be prepared 100% all the time but having these drills having this practice prepares you enough for Mm -hmm. when something does happen in real life that at least if you haven't had any exposure to a tragedy yet or or the stress at least you've had some practice and you can you you, it's not the first time yeah it's not the first time you're facing Mm -hmm. getting an L you know what I mean like you're gonna lose sometimes in life and I don't like to shit on millennials a lot, but the millennials were really handed an interesting life setup. They kind of, you know, you're part of the millennials, but like, I don't know that you really exhibit these qualities. Like, I think you had enough. I was like right at the. the But I mean, I don't think you, you were given this same circumstance that a lot of millennials were given in that. A lot of millennials were, everybody was giving a participation ribbon. There were no winners. There were no losers. Like, that's not how it fucking works in life, man. Two teams go out there and play soccer or whatever you're going to play. Like, one team's going to win. One team's going to lose. And that's a lesson that kids need to learn. Like, you're not going to go out there and win every time. Everybody just gets a fucking ribbon for participating yeah. and then you all get ice cream at the end like that's not yeah. life if and those how does that grow you it doesn't and then they get out there and you become an adult and you struggle yeah in your adulthood you can't handle you realize yeah. or losing or like falling <laughs> short you realize that the whole world 
isn't just going to buy your product um support say, buy you. you ice cream and pizza afterwards i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean you go out into the real world and maybe you're you know you're making a product whatever you're doing in the world in the industry you're selling something everyone's selling something whatever it is that you're putting out there somebody's or nobody's buying and you've never faced adversity like this before you've never faced a struggle you've never faced a time where like everything you're doing isn't revered that's going to be really difficult so I mean this is a little bit of a parenting rant I guess but inadvertently but it's like you children have to experience losing yeah and they need that and to not build res- what they want. I think 100%. Like for me, like that's what what I'm getting is like you can't always get what you want and expect that you're going to get what you want. Entitlement, yes. expecting that everything is always going to go your way Mm-mm. is the opposite of resiliency. And when you face tough times or like maybe it's not just one tough time, but it's like a big long series of or a big long period of time. Maybe it's like 6 months, maybe it's 2 years where you're really struggling to make something happen and it's just, and it's not, and it's taking time. And, you know, there's lots of things you can get into about this, like in business, but if like you're an entrepreneur and you're so focused Mm -hmm. on something, like, is there a place where you need to redirect? Are you being, and this is part of resiliency. It's like being flexible. I think was being flexible. yeah. Yeah. Are you really romantic and really dead set on something that the market doesn't want right now? And maybe you can still, if that's what you really like to do, you can still focus a certain percentage of your time and energies on that, but your majority maybe needs to focus and you need to get a little less romantic and headstrong about something you thought the market wanted, but like doesn't. (laughs) You know, and with that example, you had, you know, before you said that example, you had said the word flexibility, Mm -hmm. but also adaptability. So like if you Mm -hmm. recognize or, you know, redirection, you know, you had said redirecting. If you, it's, it's, Part of being resilient is, I think, being able to recognize the signs of when something's not working mm. and redirecting or adapting to what it might be better or might be a better direction or even having the skills to be willing to try something different. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, be willing, be open. I mean, if, if we're talking about entrepreneurs, like finding a business coach, finding someone mm. who's been in that space mm-hmm. before and like you know you're looking at this like here's what's up like what do you what am I like, missing what do, yeah what am I being too stubborn about Ooh, um yeah stubbornness I can be yeah. stubborn mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can all have moments of being really stubborn it's like I don't want to do that um and fine don't do that but like you then, then recognize you then can't are, be yeah. mad like <laughs> so that's part of like what does resiliency look like in action steps like staying flexible expecting the oh, unexpected yeah. Be in touch with reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, check in, man, because the real world is the real world. The consumer market is what it is. And like, whatever it is that you're trying to get out there, whatever it is you're trying to get through, whatever circumstance is presenting itself in front of you, like, you have to be real. Like, you might be approaching an HR situation or maybe a staffing situation, and you're like, you think you're approaching this person in the right way, but your message isn't landing. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, you know, don't lose the romantic side of inspiration and right. passion and enthusiasm and like the belief in like you know, the, the hardcore belief in something that you have, but also keep yourself in check yeah. and recognize when sometimes you need to uh, 
you know, adapt or change the way you're approaching something. Like you just said, like Mm -hmm. communicating with HR in a different direction to get what you need or want. Yes. If you're struggling with your boss, if you're struggling with your staff, um, how can I better get to this goal? Like there's something I'm doing here that's not getting me what I need and I need to change course. Um, I like that that also relates to your flying stuff. Changing course, yeah. <laughs> I've seen your little maps and you're like, I was supposed to go this way. I don't know yes. what these curves are in my route. <laughs> you know, like I really appreciate you bringing that to like as an example, because that's definitely something I've learned. And, and my instructor he, he even told me like, uh, before the last flight that we took, we did the night flight and he was like, I was like, I need to be prepared. I need to be prepared. And he's like, one of the things that the, one of the reasons why I didn't give you a lot of information is you can't be 100% prepared. Mm -hmm. And some of those things you have to learn along the way. And our route changed so many times. And he's like, you need to learn how to adapt in the air. Yeah. And so it's exactly what you're saying. Like whatever it is, entrepreneur, whatever project, whatever initiative, goal, whatever business that you're working on, you can't be 100% prepared. And you need to have that ability to be flexible and adaptable and open-minded. Yes. Thank you for saying open-minded. That's a great one. Yes. That's 100%. And then taking responsibility for the things you can control Mm. in the situation. How much, like the consumer... Let's say we're back to entrepreneurs. Like yeah. the consumer is out of your control. Yes. You have to be willing to pay attention to patterns and accept the reality of what people want in whatever space it is that you're aiming for. Like you, the weather is out of your control when you fly. Mountains are out of your control. You have to adapt to both of those things. Wow, you're really good at these examples. I love it. <laughs> I was thinking more when you were talking about that. It was like timing of a product. Like timing is so important when it when you have a product. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, um, one of my favorite quotes is find uh, to make a difference, find a need and fill it. Yes. And so it's kind of like when you have a product and you have the consumer, mm-hmm. in order to reach that consumer, you really need to recognize what does that consumer need and are you fulfilling what they need at that time? Because again, timing is, is a lot of things. I don't want to say timing is everything, but timing is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so being able to recognize what are those needs? Are you fulfilling them realistically? And how do you adapt to that changing need? And it will always change. Maybe you've been doing something one way that was successful and the needs and the demands are shifting. Yeah. Are you willing to be resilient? Are you going to be flexible? Are you going to adapt to the changing times and shift? And like I said, that doesn't mean 100% abandon the things you've always loved and wanted to do. And maybe you still continue to put some of your energies there because some of the quote market will always be in that space. But if people are moving, Mm -hmm. start a slow transition. Can I also add that when you're talking about all this, I also, what comes to my mind is like being open-minded about the... Uh, framing this about framing the situation as a, an opportunity to be creative and innovative mm-hmm. when you as things change as the market change or as the needs of the consumers change you can either take it as a bad thing and be really stubborn about the products that you have and not being willing to change or adapt or you can take it as an opportunity to grow and be innovative and creative about what other things you can add to your repertoire or, you know, your product line or whatever it is that yes. you're, you're providing for the consumer. 
I love that. Yeah, digging in your heels won't get you very far. <laughs> it literally gets you stuck in the sand. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah. So let up a little bit. <laughs> Big lesson for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other people, but yes. And you know, so staying flexible, expect mm-hmm. the unexpected, be in touch with reality, like reality mm-hmm. check here. Like yeah. you got to let go of your ego. Oh, big, huge Letting go of that ego. Taking responsibility for the things you can control. Letting go of the things you can't. Yes. And then you take action and you move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the basis of resiliency. I like it. And I know it sounds. It sounds easy on paper. It does. It does kind of. But we're not here to say that it's easy. Right. I think ego is a lot of it. I think it's like. You can sit and huff and puff when things don't go your way and you can be butthurt about it and you can be demanding that people see it your way, but that's just not the reality. Yeah. That's, you got to get to the next step. <laughs> yeah. And I think back to some of the moments where like my ego got in the way a lot and I had to kind of re like check in with myself, like give myself a reality check and kind of say like, okay, um, I have to remind myself of my goals and my motivation and what I want. And I have to set us like, if I want it that bad, I have to set aside my ego. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes it, it can it, it, it can take a while, a few days, maybe even some weeks. But eventually you have to remind yourself, like, how badly do you want what like that end goal of yours? And you have to kind of set that ego aside. Is it more important that I'm right mm, or yeah. that I'm happy or successful? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do I want to be just be right or do I want to be successful in this thing or happy in this endeavor? That's a great question to ask to help you like figure out how to overcome ego. Like, yeah. I love that. Because you're just, I mean, you're just not going to be right 100% of the time. No. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and you're not supposed to be. Exactly. And this leads me to failure, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite F words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's in like the top five, I'm sure. Um, it's... It's not a reason to quit. Like you're going to try things and like failure is not always a bad thing. Like again, rejection is redirection. <laughs> redirection. It's um, like louder for the people in the back. So <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes things aren't just going to work. Like you're going to try. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to bake something and failed. I This week I tried to make hot cocoa bombs because those are the rage, right? The last That's year. That's how you're doing it for me. <laughs> Ego. <laughs> Um, so like I'm trying to make something that I, last year I tried to make these, but the molds that I ordered did not come in in time. They came in like after the first of the year, there was such a supply issue with all, and there's still supply issues. Thank you, pandemic. But I wasn't able to dabble with them last year. And I'm like, oh, now that the holidays, like it's November, like I should start fucking around with this so I can (laughs) see if I can do it. And like my first attempts are terrible. They didn't hold a round shape. My ratios were off. They held a half shape. They held half of a shape. <laughs> um, uh, the taste is p- there from what I'm told. I didn't actually try one myself, but. Because like, I, I tried them all. <laughs> I, did, I left none for her to try. <laughs> but like they didn't hold up. And I was like, I mean, s- sometimes. I, I, I drank all of it. I'm not kidding. Sometimes I knock things out of the park first try because I, I yeah. if, if it's baking, I know what I'm doing. I don't make many chocolates. Like I don't make many candies. So it's not always a knockout. Like I'm not always hitting them out of the park on the first time I try things. Like sometimes I get really lucky and I do. But this time I was just like, okay, that is hilarious. Like they were sunken in, there were holes. Like it was so funny. But I learned 
like I, I learned a couple of things that I'm going to try and attempt again. So, but that's because you're resilient. Yes. Somebody who's not resilient could just quit in the first try. Exactly. You quit in the first try. Let me know how that goes for you. Let me know how far you get in yeah. life. Do you ever accomplish anything? Like, yeah. oh my gosh. So failure is not a reason to quit. That's really important to remember that it's not always going to go your way and you need to take that L and you just need to move on. Like, what did I learn from this? Okay. I got a couple of tips. I think I know what I'm doing. And if it still doesn't, if I try a couple of times and I can't get something, I'm going to reach out to people like I always do my research ahead of time. I'm reading blogs. I'm watching videos. I'm doing recipes. I'm doing things. And like there's still something inside of me that always wants to do things my way a little bit. <laughs> also, I'm doing things vegan. So yeah. I'm doing things different than I like the majority of what's out there. So there's some places I need to make changes. Yeah. But that's also allows it gives you the opportunity to be creative and innovative and mm -hmm fill a need to make yeah, a difference exactly mm -hmm. so how bad do i want it like i i mean i bought the molds <laughs> i would like to get some use yeah. out of them so i'm gonna try a couple times and if i don't get it i'm gonna reach out for more help be like what am i fucking up here yeah. like is there a paid course because the free stuff online <laughs> isn't helping me like what do i need yeah. to do and I'm, I'm gonna figure out how badly i want it and i'm gonna find the things i need to like find the tools i need to resource and be open to the what they're telling me and to get it done. And and you talking about all of these, these and in my mind, when I'm hearing you describe all the thoughts that are going on in your mind while you're experiencing this first few attempts of making cocoa bombs. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Cocoa bombs? That's it. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of the tips and tricks that we talked about in one of our episodes in season one about... Did I just say CC one? <laughs> it sounds like seasoning. One. <laughs> Season one about failure. Uh, oh, so, yeah. um, and I love that because again, it does sound like it comes really easy to us, but all of this, all of the language, all of the conversations you're having in your head, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. No, this is years and years mm -hmm. of practice. Yeah. Like, but it's a desire to keep practicing and, and, and to keep going and, yeah. Yeah. So. Building mental fortitude is not something that just everyone, not everyone has this. And so that's the reason we're talking about it. Like you can learn how to do it. It might not be you today, but it, it could be you in a month from now, yeah. three months from now, six months from now. And if you keep practicing it yeah. and doing the things that are outside of your comfort zone, experiencing failures, experiencing loss or things that didn't go your way, you're only going to build that more. And you're you're going to be encouraged by the fact that you got over it and you did achieve mm -hmm. it. And then you're going to try more new things and your life will be bigger and better because of it. Yes. And it's never too late. Oh, like, no. Don't think that, oh, maybe you don't have resiliency today. So you might as well not try. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yeah. You can be emotionally over it for a day. Yeah. Just quit for like a minute. Like take a step back. Yeah. Check we, in. Yeah, we all need. <laughs> take care of yourself. Breaks. Yes. <laughs> That's part of some things I have listed Ooh. to focus on Ooh. as you're building resiliency. Mm -hmm. Connections. Mm -hmm. So maybe you join a group in person, a Zoom group, a support group, a group built around the things that you're trying to yeah. achieve. Or seek out the people that have done things before. Yes. Like you said, like, you know, it's it's not the, the cocoa bombs aren't working. So you're going to start asking questions and you're going to start asking people yes. that know about it questions. Yes. Talk to good friends. Talk to people who've gone through this. Talk to your friends and just like that's part of wellness overall mm -hmm. is having that community around you. So if if you feel like your community is really small, work on ways to expand it because all that that is really 
key to making us feel so not alone, especially in a pandemic like this last Mm -hmm. year and a half. Like it's really been easy to feel alone. And I think that has exacerbated that feeling that we have as humans. For some reason, we think our experiences are unique and they're not. Spoiler alert, <laughs> everyone, everyone is going through this bullshit. Right. You are not alone. We, you know, and then that's a yeah. big part. It's a big, one of our biggest messages. Oh yeah. What one you're, of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> like, I hate to break it to you, but the shit you're going through, everyone else is going through. Everyone else, everyone is struggling. Everyone around yeah. you is struggling. And like reaching out, making, making a community, finding your tribe, finding some people, mm-hmm. find mentors, find mm-hmm. coaches, like you have to actually be responsible to do this part. Like it's not going to fall in your lap. You need to reach out and make it happen. But it will make the world feel so much less small. And having those examples and people around you who you can see that they've not won 100% of the games they've played, yet they're still going yeah. and they're playing new games. I played tennis the yeah. other day. For the what? first time. Whatever. I was moderately resistant to the whole idea. <laughs> you were. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you for, for trying something new and for working so hard at it, like committing yourself. Yeah. I played a whole set. Yeah. What? And a set is what? How many? Six games. Games. Yeah. And then you'd have to play like three to six sets to make a match. And I was, I was like. I going to say, that's my next question. What's a match? I was like, let's not get too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> little steps, baby steps. Little, you know. Yeah, like steps. I'm already a little sweaty. <laughs> I think this is fine. <laughs> I'm willing to see it through the end of the set. <laughs> and then and then we'll talk we'll, about. We'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll work up from yes. there. But you're not alone. And it's really important to understand that and get out of that ego that can make us feel very solitary another thing to work on and focus on while you're building resilience is your wellness Mm -hmm. and i for me wellness is a great big thing that encompasses a lot but like i'm specifically talking about your body so finding daily movement get some sunshine if you can if you're in a super gray cloudy climate like i don't know try to find it like get outside 10 minutes a day take a quick walk around the block whatever you can do to get some fresh air actual fresh air and actual sunshine Mm -hmm. on your face yep like Mm -hmm. wear your sunscreen sure do whatever float your boat there but like get outside and get some sunlight because it is i mean scientifically proven to be a mood enhancer there's something called grounding where you can be like barefoot in the grass that's super mood boosting really connecting to sort of like an energy that's hard to describe but get outside get some movement get some meditation get some journaling get some I mean chatting with friends is part of wellness to me too I love to do gratitude lists Mm -hmm. so bringing especially if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling let down if you're feeling like you're in a hard place and you're trying to find that resiliency to move forward writing a gratitude list for all the things that are going right Mm -hmm. is very beneficial yeah, it's uh, for me, like in times when I am getting discouraged, mm-hmm. it's hard to, yeah. but even if it's just starting with one good thing that you're, you know, that you're grateful for that went well, that, that it, it just takes one and then hopefully a second and then a third <laughs> and then hopefully it, it can help you to build that resiliency to show that, hey, you've been able to do so many other things. Yeah. And there's so much good around you. I think it's really important to shift your perspective back to 
all the good. Yeah. I did want to mention like hydration and mm. just like eating well, you mm-hmm. know, like taking good care of your body. Absolutely. Because it works so hard. Like the mental stress that, you know, that, that, that puts a toll on your body. It's physically yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So take, take good care of your body. I agree. And I have more on that in a moment. Um, (laughs) No, it's great. So the gratitude list kind of leads into the next one, which is mindfulness and healthy thinking, looking for the good things. Maybe don't hang out with that friend who's like a total negative Nancy. Mm. If you know someone who's just like uh, doesn't ever really have anything exciting or happy to say around any topic or the topic that you're struggling with, don't call that person right now. Like, They're not your person right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, save it for a time when you're really on an up because like on an uphill, because if you're already down, like don't look for things like that. They're going to bring you down. Like yeah. look for the things that make you happy and, you know, turn your attention in that direction. Yeah. Don't, sure. don't continue to bog yourself down. And then finding meaning is another thing that I had written down. Um, and we talk about this a lot, actually. Finding the meaning in things. Yeah. It's like, go back to your purpose. Bring it back to where you started. What is your goal? Like, you don't just quit on your goals. Like, no. what is it that you really want to achieve? Like, big picture. What are the little things inside there that are going to get you to that end? And then, you know, find the meaning within that. Like, how does it make you feel? What does it make you think? Um, reflect back on all of the self-growth, like the personal growth that you've done in the last, you know, year, two years, three, five, six years, whatever it is. Like, reflect back on how much you have done. How and far you've come. How far you've come. Thank you. And that will help you build resiliency. It will bring that mindset back up to where you need it to be to move forward and think of all the times where you have fallen and gotten back up and that will help remind you that you've bounced back before which means you can bounce back up again 100 percent, 100 percent. and if you doubt that people around you that look super successful have failed you're not looking hard enough or you're not asking them the right questions because they've all failed too Mm -hmm. and i think that's why like don't be afraid to ask those questions. Learn mm-hmm. from other people's failures and how they've become resilient because that can teach you just, and give yeah. you skills on how Using to Using it as an example of mm-hmm. like to motivate you, mm-hmm. to get you out of that. Things to avoid, kind of what you were talking about. Like we were talking about taking care of your body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some things to avoid, drugs, alcohol. If you're feeling really down, like yeah, those oh, yeah, are physical depressors so maybe lay off like I think it can be really easy to be like I'm so bummed out I'm gonna have a glass of wine or a bottle and then you just feel more bummed out so maybe don't drink yourself to oblivion maybe don't you know overindulge on like ice cream yeah there you go because honestly that would bum me out if I over if I eat like terribly Uh, the guilt the next day is so real yeah like if I do it from a moody place I'm not really a an emotional eater but like if I was like eating to try to get revenge on my feelings it would be (laughs) such a bad scene like what a spiral don't do that like when you're down you need to it's really easy to it's really easy to sink into those bad behaviors and give in to them 
and try to like have this little pity party. But what you really need to do to get out of it is like flip the script, throw all that shit out the window. No, like no to all of those bad like things. I don't want to label things as bad, but like things that don't support you coming up. Yeah. Like alcohol is not going to make you feel better. I was going to say like if you can't set yourself up for success. At least don't set yourself up for failure. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Like, I don't need a hangover. That's not no. going to make me happy tomorrow. <sighs> um, and social media is another thing that yeah. I put down. If you're really down and out, if you're if you're following accounts, if you're on Twitter and Twitter makes you bonkers, un- like remove it from your phone. Yeah. Like remove it until you're feeling better. Remove it until you think you can handle it. Don't look at Instagram if all you're doing is comparing yourself to everybody oh, out there who's winning and thing. you're unable to see the other. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. something's making you feel bad, remove it from your vision. Doesn't mean you have to do 100%. it like forever, no. but temporarily. for now, mm-hmm. until you're back like up, just let it go. Stop putting your attentions there. Try to put into place things that help you. Yeah. Like, I love what you just said. Like, set yourself up for success, Miley. That was, that was phenomenal. Like, if you can't do all of that right now, like, you're not ready to take the next step right now, you can certainly avoid setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. For, for like, for more struggle, (laughs) I guess is the word. Struggling is optional. That's another, that's a Mm, Cy Wakeman goodie. She's, I love that one with her. She's like, struggling is optional. And I'm like, thank you. So much of our struggle is in our heads and it's optional. It's how you frame it and it's how you look at things. And mm-hmm. it's like not everything she, I think I got it from her, but it's like not everything has to be a struggle. I like it. You said that multiple times and it is such a great mantra to remind yourself of like, okay, if I'm struggling, don't make things worse. Let's not add to the struggle. You can talk but, about yeah. it. I don't want to be like, it's no, 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 no. this is something yeah. that has to stay quiet or private or you have to feel shameful about like you can have tough moments we all do but like sitting in it that's an option and it's optional and you don't have to be there forever yeah you can feel it let it pass and decide what you need to do to move forward yeah and take yourself in in a better direction for sure so much mindset to to resilience a lot of things that we're talking about here is a mindset and again not something that has to happen overnight Sorry. But it's all <laughs> but it's all things that, you know, being more self-aware mm-hmm. and having that desire to continuously grow and 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 again, you don't have to get to this one place of like 100% resiliency. There's no there's no uh like scale on this. It's it's whatever it is on your journey to get you to become the best version of yourself. I don't want any of this to supersede the fact that if you are struggling with like actual depression or psychological really dark places, if you're having really dark thoughts, um, seek professional help if this is feeling that way because you're not meant to do this alone. You can't do everything alone. So if, if, if you're feeling really dark, really dark, like you need to find professional help. So I want to make sure that that is thrown in there. There are suicide hotlines. There are counselors available on apps on your phone. Most employers, yeah, most employers have um, an employee assistance type Mm -hmm. of program where you can connect with counselors. So reach out. Do that if that's where you're at. Help yourself. Set yourself up for success. 100%. I love it. 
this has been such a great episode and yeah. I'm so happy to be able to talk about what resiliency means and how it looks or what it looks like in life and that anyone is capable of having resiliency but also that it's a it's like a never-ending you know like you you just keep getting stronger and stronger and more resilient um, yeah and it's a mindset it's a practice yeah totally i love it thank you no thank you if you have any uh, stories to share about mm. your resiliency we'd love love to hear about it toot your own horns yes we're big i was gonna say we're big tutors <laughs> <laughs> please help um, allow us the opportunity to toot for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came out not how i thought it's getting in my better head. and better <laughs> um, but yes please please leave us a comment and share a share share with us about you know, whatever thoughts you have on resilience. Share with the community. I mean, let people yeah. know. Like I was here and now I'm here and it's because yeah. I got back up again. And I think I think sharing those things is helpful to everybody. It is because you'll also hear other people and yeah. you know about their what they've overcome and then they become role models or people that you can go to. So like yes. let's share our experiences so that we can help each other more. One hundred percent. Hashtag community. Whoop whoop. Beep beep. Yeah. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> <Toot toot. laughs> all right well it has always been a pleasure to be with uh with you all and with you mandy thank you miss miley always lovely to be in your company mm -hmm. and have these discussions yep yep and we look forward to chatting with you all again next week love you love you too <laughs>